now, this is the DDT Wrestling Podcast with DC Matthews and Doc Manson. I understand we're in hard times. I understand things are tough for a lot of people. I understand that this is a less than ideal situation for everybody. But because of what I'm looking at on your face, I'm not saying it's all worth it, but you said before the podcast, Doc Manson at Doc Manson, that anytime we can find something positive, you think you said brevity, but or no, levity, levity or brevity, which one's which? I think they both could apply. Uh, you're growing some facial hair and levity is the one you probably want. Isn't brevity but... sh- like short? Yeah. yeah. But if you were getting short and to the point, it, it could have applied. I, whatever. But either way, the facial hair is looking very good. No, it's it not. is. But uh, I appreciate that. I hopefully uh, it'll look better in a week or two because right now it's a little it's a little sad. <clears throat> what are you thinking? You're the you're the expert in all of this. Uh, I'm hearing you are more of an expert in all of this than I am. <clears throat> I'm hearing all sorts of things. We're going back. We're not going back. We're never going to go back. This is just life now. You know, we'll tell our grandchildren or somebody else's grandchildren about the days when, you know, you used to be able to go to a movie theater because those are just dead now forever. So what is your expert opinion, no. Doc Manson? Um, I, I don't think we're going back to school this year, um, this school year, I should say. I think that there's very little chance that we're going back for summer school of any kind. And my real question at this point is, do we go back for the fall? That's, I think, still a question at this point. So it, it's, it's March right now. So you think that in five months or so, we might still not be assembling in groups? Um, I certainly hope that's not the case. But I think it's possible, depending on what happens uh, when this initial social when this initial social distancing uh, period comes to an end. If there's a resurgence, a second wave of infections, um, I think there's a good chance that we go back into social distancing mode because I don't know that anything else about the situation will be that different at that time. Well, we got to open up the economy. I know we don't get political on this show, but we got to open up the economy. I've been getting more and more political. People, you know, it's okay if, if, if people die, so long as we make our money. Ask not what our net worth can do for you. <laughs> Ask what you can do for our net worth. We haven't been talking wrestling a lot because wrestling's in a weird place right now. So and weird. And when you're trying to sell me on Lashley versus Aleister Black and Elias versus King Corbin for no apparent reason on this WrestleMania show. Um, They're not sick. If this goes on that long, does the WWE still exist at that point? Uh, of course it does. The WWE has so much money, they're fine. They'll continue making a decent amount of money from their TV deals, um, from their network. Like, I think they're fine. Don't get me wrong. I understand the quality of the content is not great, but I think everybody sort of understands that this is what you have to do. And I think the networks will hold on to them for when this eventually subsides. WrestleMania is in... uh like 10 days. Really? Yeah, April 4th and April 5th. I got to tell you, it's the first year, well, first year in a long time, at least the first year since since you got me back into wrestling back in college. Sure. Um, this is the first year where literally I, I have no anticipation or feelings at all towards wrestling. I literally would not know any of the matches on the card I think were it not for you periodically letting something drop on this show like you just sure. did. 
Like, admittedly, yeah, okay, there's there's a greater situation at play here right now that, again, probably explains partially why I am not interested in WrestleMania. But I think I've said it on the show before. We had a conversation over text with good buddy of the show, GQ, as well. And, you know, I think in that message, I was a little bit harsh in saying I was totally not interested. I think you're right. I am interested insofar as I want to see what... WrestleMania means without the crowd, without the set. I mean, here's the secret. It doesn't mean anything. So I I suspect that I will watch it for half an hour and then turn it off. But I I am interested to see at least how it comes across. I I am morbidly curious. That's what I did with SmackDown. The first time I went to the empty arena, I watched like the first segment or two. And it was Bailey and Sasha versus Alexa and Nikki Cross, which is a perfectly fine match. But I just wanted to see what it looked like in that place. I've seen some gifs of Oscar uh, dancing like like a maniac in the background on the ramp in the middle of some matches. And while I can appreciate that, that's not really the sort of non-canon uh, hilarity that I was hoping would come out of this entire situation. I was really sort of hoping that they would just go completely crisis on infinite earths with this thing and just let people get in the ring and do whatever they want. And I don't know, maybe that is what they're doing. I'm not watching. You know, so, I, but it does. I'm that's not the impression no, I'm getting. And, from the and, outside. And I think what they're doing <clears throat> is okay. Before the world fell apart, we had these six or seven matches that we had already done something with. We had already planted the seeds for Drew McIntyre versus Brock Lesnar. We had already planted the seeds for Charlotte versus Rhea Ripley. So we're going to keep going with those stories, obviously. Everything else, though, is just like... like Whatever. I keep coming back to, you know, Lashley hasn't been on TV that I've seen since his whole feud with Rusev. And then Aleister Black, obviously... You know, I thought they were going to do something with The Undertaker and AJ Styles with that, but obviously not. So I think they're just having a match just to be like, we need to fill two hour, two nights worth of three-hour shows. I can't imagine these are going to go. Now, hopefully they were smart about this, and hopefully, you know, two weeks ago, they got some talents self-isolating, telling them, don't go anywhere. Don't do anything. Just stay here in this room and we'll bring you your food. We'll bring you your toilet paper, whatever you need. We got it for you. No social contact. So hopefully these people who haven't been showing up on television will be healthy to go in 10 days. They can give them a test. You'd know that they're negative and put them in the ring and you can actually have some of these matches. Um, I think you could have done that. I hope that is what they're doing, but, but even that, I mean, don't get me wrong. I say I hope that's what I'm doing, but I say that from, you know, the sanctity of the entertainment standpoint. I get it. Uh, these are human beings that we're talking about, and there are other factors certainly that come into play. But Well, and the other thing, I, this has never happened before that I'm aware of. I said WrestleMania is 10 days away, and that's when we'll watch it on the award-winning WWE Network. But it's being taped tonight. Oh, really? They're pre-taping WrestleMania tonight. And maybe tomorrow night, or maybe they're just going to do the whole damn thing tonight because there's no crowd. Who the hell cares? Um, Right. But they have been doing that. They have had wrestlers kind of like bunker down. Dana Brooke is supposed to be wrestling in a multi-woman match for the SmackDown women's title. And the rumor was, whether or not this is true or not, I don't know. But the rumor was she got sick. And they had to take her out of the match. So how long ago did you get sick, though? That's the uh, all of a sudden on last week's Smackdown, it went from being advertised as a six pack challenge to a fatal five way match. And Dana Brooks picture was not on. Now, maybe something else happened. Maybe she's injured. Maybe who knows? But the rumor that I saw online was that she's sick and they don't want to take any chances. So she's off the show. Well, I mean, even that that seems Taking chances doesn't mean much if you can give her a test and she's negative. Yeah. You know what I mean? I suppose. But I don't know. But yeah, I don't know. Maybe tests aren't readily available. I've been told that they're readily available for the rich and famous. And I would think yeah. that, you know, Vince McMahon's got enough billions. 
You would think though after WrestleMania. Okay, get through WrestleMania. You've already you want Drew McIntyre maybe to win the title. You want Roman Reigns to beat Goldberg. Okay. Get that done. But then I mean Dana Brooke is still posting to her Instagram. She looks healthy to well, me. Well, I don't know. Maybe then Yeah. I don't know the reason. But um That is one hell of a workout. Those are some hip thrusts and Oh is my. Batista involved? No, but I might be in a second. <laughs> Gotta close this window down. Back to Twitter. All right. Oh man. That was almost a guffaw. You're welcome. That was good. <laughs> it was the luck on your face. You were just like, <laughs> wow. Look at this. What can I say? I can really sell it. Well, that's I'm reminded of a Dana Carvey thing he's talking about. What if Jimmy Stewart was getting uh, fellatio. Well, 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 that's that's definitely a pleasurable sensation. <laughs> <laughs> I always enjoyed that impression. Uh, uh, so, yeah, I don't know. I think after Mania, though, you've got to do something. Because if this is going to go on till, even if it goes on till June, that's another three months of television. Like, you've got to have some fun with it. AEW, at least, in some cases, is, seems to be having fun with it. Colt Cabana went out and was like trying to pump up the crowd and kept forgetting there was no crowd. So he'd like be like, yeah, yeah. And he'd look around and be like, oh, <laughs> that's pretty good. Um, yeah. I mean, maybe WWE starts putting together best of clip shows or something, but as Lord knows, they've got enough of a back sure. catalog where they could do that. Yeah. Um, I just don't know that the TV networks would want that. Yeah. Your thoughts on, I, I'm sure you're not watching AEW, but in the last week or so, uh, the Exalted One has been revealed. It is Brody Lee. Brody Lee! Lee. Uh, Broken Matt Hardy, otherwise known as Damascus, is now a part of that company. Okay. He keeps talking about how his vest, his body is a vessel that mm-hmm. is taken over. I think I've heard that name before yeah. he came and to the Damascus WWE. is one of the personalities that has inhabited him, yeah. and apparently Damascus is much more violent and aggressive than the previous one. I'm very pleased by both of those developments. I don't think every person who leaves the WWE should go to AEW, obviously. Brody Lee, though, he's a hell of a talent, and I, I honestly feel he was pretty underutilized in the WWE. I think he has potential to be a solid Mid Carter, if not more. Sure. Like he he's a good wrestler. He's a big guy. I, I'm always reminded of Kane. In the sense yeah. of like Kane won a couple titles, never like major runs. Yes. Was a big part of storylines, but didn't he was like he was your B level guy. And here's my question, having not seen him in AEW, uh, I don't know a lot about Brody's skills on the microphone lord knows his luke harper character never really had much I'm opportunity a team player That's right like the only thing he I made the best of it so my question is maybe he is more of the total package than i even think he his, is i don't his know promo they did a reveal and it's not you know it's a backstage sort of thing or it's a pre-produced thing um <clears throat> he did talk about you know He's talking about Christopher Daniels because Christopher Daniels is the first feud. Um, And he's like, I've had old men not believe in me before. And so he says that and everyone's like, oh, he's taking it out on Vince or whatever. But um, it was good. I think he's I think he's going to be very good for that. You know, good. That company needs to like broken Matt Hardy. That's another thing that I feel like was sort of cut down. In its prime, I've always wanted to see what they could really do with that character in a promotion with a little bit more money, a little more production value behind it. And he never got that opportunity in the WWE. I do admit Broken Matt Hardy does feel a little two or three years old at this point. Not exactly fresh, Mm -hmm. Um, but I'd like to see if he's able to revitalize that character. That's it. Damascus has to be different. Yes, and your Benjamin can show up. Um, the Vanguard one was already there. I mean, that's the stuff that I love. That's the Wrestle Silly stuff that's yeah. great. I'll tell you, everything you've already just told me, you only told me two names, but everything, even knowing it was there before, I'm fighting watching AEW. 
part of my brain is like, I want to watch that show. The only reason I don't is because I know I'm never going to watch the pay-per-views. That's like the one thing that keeps me away from that product right now to be like completely transparent. That's it. I'm never going to see the, bl- the blow off to those feuds. So if we started a crowdfunding campaign to get you the money for the pay-per-views, would you then watch it? Uh, only if you watched them with me. I'd have to see if I could get the TNT app back on whatever, but we've got some free time. <laughs> we've got some free time. That's true. Uh, how yeah. is, you know, how's working from home? I know you built some desks. We have a, we have a horror movie tournament to get to. We have emails to get to. This might be a longer show than usual, but um, you know, I know you built some desks for working from home. I know your microscope is there. You're, you know, are you enjoying it? Are you hating it? Oh, this was the way I was meant to work, DC. <laughs> Go on. You know, being at home, rolling out of bed, getting a cup of coffee. Don't get me wrong. I do still shower and get dressed, albeit it might be an hour or two later than normal. Um, and just, you know, being able to deal with people remotely over chat, t- text chat. Only having to call in a video phone call once in a while. Oh, and I just get to sit here in my office getting my work done. Just focused on what I need to do. It's wonderful. I'm kind of digging it. Uh, you know, I've been so much more productive. I mean, honestly. <clears throat> now, it's the first week. Uh, there's not a lot of expectations on me. But, you know, I've made some videos to post uh, for my students to see. I'm just answering emails left and right. Uh, I've got, a, like, a couple of meetings every week to sit in. But I watched, like, ECW this afternoon. I mean, I've been pretty good so far about working my hours, only because I, I have a lot to do right now. Sure. I'm still trying to get the rest of the semester set up online. We're not there yet. Um, So my days are full and I'm really trying to hold myself to that. Not getting distracted midday. Don't get me wrong. I I, I do take some time. I get lunch. I walk the dog. I I do what I got to do, but I try to stay focused during business hours. Um, But yeah, eventually I imagine it's going to get somewhat more lax than this. Well, and for me, I know it's going to get busier because if we wind up closing for good, they can't have us doing what we're doing right now. Right now, I'm like, all right. When you say for good, what do you mean? The the governor of the state we live in said on a radio interview that it is likely that we are not going to go back to my job for the rest of this year. To January 1st, 2021. No, no, no. For the rest of this school year. Sorry. <clears throat> but that would, uh, that would mean that... 100%. You should plan on yeah, that. You're not going yeah. back. That means that... So for the next three months, I essentially have to teach from home. And right now, the expectation is kids will do this activity and this activity and read. And it's all online. And my job is to just monitor <clears throat> and kind of assist if need be, but just kind of keep everyone on track which is weird because, you know, emailing somebody and being like, oh, while this kid's at home, he's not doing the work he's supposed to be doing in school. So that's an awkward conversation to have. Um, yeah. But I don't know what's going to. I really don't know what they expect you to do. Yeah. Though, um, I don't know how much you guys have talked about this sort of stuff, but at least like at the college level, it's fairly highly discouraged to even try synchronous. um education which is to say live streaming a talk sure uh it should be asynchronous so a recording that ends up online that can be consumed yeah. at the person's individual's uh, behest so is that what you're envisioning like pre-recording we have no idea the, the, yeah. i don't know how, how this works in your I, I get an email i get two or three emails a day that have the word unprecedented in them because yeah, we've never, yeah. no one ever imagined anything like this would happen. And so no one knows what's going on. The state doesn't know. The districts don't know. The schools don't know. So we're like, 
we'll figure it out. So like I said, today I made a math video with my document camera reviewing some things and I posted it. If that's all I have to do, that's fabulous. If I have to start scheduling like one-on-one -on -one or small group tutoring sessions just to keep people's skills up, that's going to be complicated. So I don't know. I don't know what's, what's going to happen. You know, we're, we're lending parents school computers because we have what happens when those break or don't come back. This is going to have ramifications. It's going to have ramifications worldwide in all sorts of areas. But for us, it's you know this will bleed into next year, dude. Does my Easy. does my entire class repeat the grade because they only got two thirds of the instruction? Do we? I think we should spend the fall wrapping up and move away from this September to June thing. January first, you get back from Christmas, you start a new grade. You do that grade for mm -hmm. the entire calendar year. You take a break in the summer, and then in December you move on. Yeah. But. Yeah. I do think there's going to be societal ramifications here. Um, if anything, I think telecommuting is going to become way more advisable. Oh, sure. So oh, sure. that's part of the reason why I said, let's invest in some office furniture for the house. Yeah. <laughs> if, they, if they came to you and said after this, like, look, if you want to continue working from home two or three days a week. <laughs> I'm doing it. All right. In fact, I don't know if they're going to come to me and say that. I doubt that they will. But I'm going to go to them and say, see, I told you this. Let me work. do this from home. <laughs> All right. I'm moving my chair around because we have a tournament to finish, sir. And I've, oh, man. I don't know if okay. I don't know if you can see it because we blur the screens. I re I spent three nope. hours rearranging this room. So I'm in a different space than usual. And I don't have a good place to put my Chromebook. So I have a cooler that I've propped it up on. And now I'm. All right. <clears throat> we started a 60. This. This new desk is 80 inches long. I, you sent a picture of it to GQ and I. It's huge. It's gigantic. When, when the three of us are allowed to be in the same room again, you know, sometime in 2022, um, like we'll have plenty of space to podcast. That's true. All right. We started a tournament. We did the first round. Uh, it's time for the second round. Doc Manson, uh, back to the universal monster category. Do you want Dracula? Or do you want Gilman? Hmm. You know, I mean, if Hotel Transylvania has taught me anything, it's that Dracula is the leader of the monsters. And Gilman, although one of my personal favorites, he's just a Gilman. Sure. I think Dracula takes the cake on this one. Do you want Frankenstein's monster? Or do you want the bride of Frankenstein's monster? You know, uh, hell hath no fury like a woman scorned. The bride of Frankenstein takes that one. In the animals category, would you like bees or snakes? Hmm... Personally, snakes creep me out more, sure. but I think bees are more dangerous. I feel like there's more ways bees can get into your house. Like, I'm not really sure how they would do this, but now I'm just visioning a really bad movie with poor logic where bees are just coming out of the drain of a sink. <laughs> I was like, how do they even get down that drain? How do they get access to those pipes? Nobody knows. But here comes the swarm. I really want you to make movies. Or animations, even. <laughs> or hook up with our puppetry friends and just do some puppet stuff. Uh, there you go. Uh, bears or piranhas? Hmm. On the one hand, piranhas, you can just stay out of the water. But in some of the sequels, they are flying piranhas. They can come out of the water. Uh, and that scares the hell out of me. as well. That's almost just like bees. Oh, man. Oh, yeah, piranhas are going to take this. They could just chomp down that bear into nothing. Now I'm imagining where the piranhas are coming out of the drain. They can't even fit those pipes. How are they doing this? <laughs> uh, to the Stephen. I'm just envisioning a, a Poland spring, like five gallon container being delivered. <laughs> it's just in there. I don't know how. 
I think this is a sign that we have not socialized enough because you yeah, are on probably. fire today. <laughs> uh, the Stephen King category: uh, Jack Torrance from The Shining or Christine. Huh. Well, okay. So Jack Torrance could go one of two ways. He's either got an axe, or if we're going to be faithful to the book, he's got a croquet mallet. Either way, in Christine, that car was destroyed. People who broke into the garage, they took sledgehammers to it, they destroyed this hot rod. And there's this scene shot in reverse, you know, motion. It's really cool. This car, like, uncrumbling, crumpling itself and coming back to life. I don't think there's anything Jack Torrance could do to that thing. Although I guess maybe if Jack went into the hedge maze, you know, in the cold, yeah, he's gonna freeze to death. But a car that old probably would have some trouble running as well can we have a double dq here does another one of them come out of that hedge maze alive no contest oh yeah no contest there we go all right uh that means the winner of this next stephen king battle moves on to the next round even after this uh the lawnmower man or carrie hmm well I feel like Carrie's powers were more explosive. And I'm not just talking about the shower scene at the beginning of that movie. I don't know what you're talking about. Plug it up, plug it up. Nothing. Nothing. Never saw it. Mm. Saw the ending where Sissy SpaceX making really wide eyes and the doors lock and. All right. Carrie is a bit of a metaphor for puberty. Her powers begin to manifest when she first has her period. That's basically where the book and movie pick up. Yeah. Anyways, uh, Carrie, Carrie, again, women are fierce. And uh, Lawnmower Man, outside of the VR environment, I'm not sure he's got much going for him. All right. We move on to our holiday movies. Unless, of course, we're talking about the short story, The Lawnmower Man, in which case it's literally a lawnmower man nude crawling around somebody's yard trimming the grass with his teeth and frankly that's terrifying but i'm gonna believe we're talking about the movies and we'll go with carrie like i said that movie has nothing to do with the stephen king short story (laughs) nothing at all that's an image that's gonna linger thanks you're welcome thanks uh ray from the movie lover's lane Or Muffy from April Fool's Day. I mean, I feel like I have to go with Ray because I assume he actually kills people. And spoiler alert, April Fool's Day turns out to be a bunch of pranks. Yes. Yeah, I think this is the first one that a female's not going to take. We're going with Ray. I don't know Ray, but I'm going to trust in Ray and that hook. Uncle Sam or Billy Chapman from Silent Night, Deadly Night. Uncle Sam versus Santa or the guy who hates Santa? Does he dress as Santa? He dresses as Santa. Part of his psychiatric break in the film is he's forced to dress up as Santa as part of his job yes, at a, in a yes, 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 toy yes. shop. Um, I prefer Santa in a lot of ways. But Uncle Sam is the reanimated corpse. Of who? George Washington? Or is it just... I don't even know who he's supposed to be. But, he, and he's, but he's, a, he's always a zombie in an Uncle Sam suit. And I haven't seen that movie in a long time. But I have to believe there's a lot of really good patriotic one-liners. Uh, let's see. Is this the 96 movie? Yeah, I think so. Uh in Kuwait, a military unit discovers an American ho- helicopter that was downed by friendly fire at least three years ago. As the wreckage is inspected, Master Sergeant Sam Harper, one of the burnt bodies within, springs to life and kills people, and then returns to an inert state after muttering, Don't be afraid, it's only friendly fire. I just love the poster for this movie. I want you. Uncle Sam. Yeah. I want you dead. The, yeah, it's good. 
All right. Yeah. Uh, uh, I'm, I'm going to go with Uncle Sam here. We move on to the creature section of our tournament. Uh, the Gravoids from Tremors or Seth Brundle, a.k.a. the Brundlefly. Brundlefly is awesome, and there's some real gross out parts of that movie. Like, real gross. The body transformation stuff is disgusting. There's the scene, an arm wrestling scene. I'll leave it at that. Gross. Um, But realistically, while grotesque and deformed and mutant and all that, he's mostly still just an animal. Sure. And don't get me wrong, the Graboids are also just animals, but they are massive animals. All they got to do is get one of those mouth tentacles into you and pull you in. So I, I think Tremors takes it 100%. The Graboids win. All right. Jaws or Stripe from the Gremlins? Hmm. See, this is, this is an interesting matchup, actually. This is one of the most interesting matchups yet. Because Jaws, Bruce, if you will, uh, lives in the water. He cannot get out of the water. Stripe, if he gets in the water, will multiply, and there will literally be thousands of gremlins. I don't think Bruce could possibly eat or destroy all of those gremlins, but I'm also not sure that creating an infinite amount of gremlins would actually destroy Bruce either, because he could just swim underneath them, go deep, and leave, right? He could just... Wouldn't if... Stripe, let's say a gremlin walks into the ocean. Yeah. At one point, are we going to run out of ocean? Because they're just going to keep multiplying when they find water. Well, I'm not sure the water gets used up so much as... Oh, okay. They multiply. But yeah, at some point, if, like, if, you went, if there was a cruise ship and you took a gremlin to the middle of the ocean... Yes. And you just dropped them off the side, I have to believe that it would multiply until the ocean was full of gremlins. Yeah. Like at one point, I guess by default, at some point jaws is no longer going to be able to swim because there are just gremlins all over. Yeah. That's like a swarm thing. I mean, that would be an apocalyptic version of the gremlin storyline, right? That would be the end of the earth. All right. Yeah. Gremlins, gremlins take this stripe all the way. All right. We move on to the best worst Villains, Jack Frost, or the Ginger Dead Man? Ah, the Ginger Dead Man has been in a ton of films. Uh, Full Moon does not know when to stop, which is both good and bad. Um, Jack Frost has been in exactly two films, both of which are gold. Um, both of which are gold. Have you seen you've seen the second one, right? I showed you that yes. one on the tropical island. Yes. That was that was one of those times you were like, I don't care that you don't like horror movies. You have to see this. And don't be wrong. It's incredibly low budget and poorly acted. I and enjoyed the special it. effects. Yeah. Yeah. Jack Frost all the way here. He's unstoppable. Uh, the Mangler. Or the Killer Tomatoes. Now, the Mangler is, you know, multiple tons of wrought iron folding machine. And the Killer Tomatoes are literally Killer Tomatoes. I think we're going to have tomato sauce when this is over. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, Mangler wins. Uh, Moving on to the Killers. Hannibal. Or John Ryder from The Hitcher. Hmm. Supernatural trumps everyday psycho. We're going to go with The Hitcher. Alrighty. Yeah, I don't know how you stop somebody who's already dead, especially if, well, I guess he could eat them, right? But then what would happen? Do you think he would burst out of them? Might be. Hmm. I don't know. Uh, We're still going to go with The Hitcher, though. Jigsaw. Or Norman Bates? Hmm. I'm going to go with the original psycho, Norman Bates. He's got a mommy complex, but, you know, 
Jigsaw's got a uh, got a uh, a kid complex of some sort. But yeah, I'm I'm gonna go with Norman Bates. He's 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 far more interesting, I think. Uh, Jacob Goodnight. This is the bestie category. Jacob Goodnight, or your own suggestion, Tarman. Yeah, so Tarman is interesting because he's a reanimated corpse of the Return of the Living Dead, and in Return of the Living Dead, all pieces remain animated. So, like, even when a zombie becomes separated, like, the hands keep coming and things like that. So, I'm not really sure that Jacob Goodnight could stop that, but I'm also not sure, based off of the Jacob Goodnight movies, whether he is stoppable either, because he doesn't actually seem to be a corporeal presence. Um... Hmm. And we're gonna, in this case, we're going to say just Tarman. We're going to not say there's other zombies. I think got a one to one fight. He's getting choke slammed. Yeah, yeah. Jacob Goodnight wins because I, I th- also think since he's not corporeal, I think he'd be immune to the, whatever zombie virus this is. I don't think he could be turned himself. So yeah, I'm, I'm going to go with Jacob Goodnight on that one. All right. Uh, the final matchup of the second round: uh, Leslie Vernon. Or Sam from Trick or Treat. Those are some two favorite movies right there. Slasher versus Supernatural Demon Kid Entity. I love you, Leslie Vernon, but the edge has to go to Sam. If this were, you know, Street Fighter or some other game like that, Sam's hitbox would be so small. You would choose to play as him every time. If in Golden Eye, he would be odd job, is it? Mm-hmm. So small you can't even shoot him. Infuriating. Well, odd job's yeah. the one with the hat. Who's the little one? I don't remember his name. I don't remember his name either. <clears throat> Somebody out there Her knows. We'll get a correction. Actor, but all right, uh, all right. Let's move on to the. Is this one two? The next round. I don't know what the round is. Oh, next round? Are we doing that, or do you want to wait till next week? We can wait. Let's wait. Okay. Let's make them wait for we're it. Down to, I think we're down to 16 now. This is a sweet 16. All right. Very so, nice. All right. Uh, that means let's turn our attention to our emails, podcast at ddtwrestling.com. Some of you sent in emails last week, and for whatever reason, I think we recorded before these emails came through. <clears throat> Uh, But the first one is from Danielle. It's called Spring Break and Wonderful Timing. Hello. It's been chaotic around the world and in my own personal life. Hadn't gotten to email the past two weeks. Oh, well. Seems very blasé about the fact that she hasn't been emailed. Danielle. Currently, it's my spring break, and I'm doing what I had already had planned, starting home. I had planned on going to OU versus Texas baseball and softball game for this weekend, but plans have changed. OU's moved everything online until April 3rd, and I have two projects due and a presentation due over the two weeks, which will make online learning interesting. Schools are closed till April 6th. Possibly the nursery I work at on Sunday mornings will be closed that long, too. On a positive note, I paid a rent till May a few months ago, so that's comforting. I also got to visit friends and family in Texas this past weekend, and my mom sent me home with Girl Scout cookies. I hadn't had Girl Scout cookies in a couple of years. I wasn't allowed to take from my sister's stash. Thanks a lot. I'm saving the cookies for as long as I can. The two I have are peanut butter patties and Samoa's. Doc's favorite. The two best ones. I also got to go to the grocery store when I got back. I hadn't gone grocery shopping since January, and it's just me, and I usually stock up and do a pantry challenge. And speaking of perfect timing of things being scheduled and the world being odd right now, I had two doctor's appointments on Monday that I scheduled months ago. I'm all good to go with my sleep study meds and stuff from August, as well as my new doctor is awesome here in Norman. So here's today's questions from my handy-dandy note card. Favorite match ever on Raw, on SmackDown, in WCW, and or ECW, or for any other promotion or pay-per-view? I think I've asked this question before, but I'll ask it again with the extra details. All right, Doc. What's your favorite match that's ever happened on Monday Night Raw? Hmm. Hmm. Favorite match <laughs> from Monday Night 
Raw. <laughs> Do you remember Just, any matches from <laughs> Raw? Let's go with Kevin Owens winning the U.S. title from John Cena. Ooh, good. I have no idea if that was a that good was a match. It was good in the sense that it was totally unexpected to have Kevin Owens come out of nowhere and do it. Good answer. Something that comes out of mind anyways. I will go with um, Shawn Michaels versus Shelton Benjamin, the match where Shelton springboards off the top rope and gets super kicked. Hmm. Another um, mention for me, I remember watching this one back in college. There was a match between Trish Stratus and Lita. That was a, we thought people died in that match. Um, from SmackDown, I know that Brock Lesnar wrestled Kurt Angle in an Iron Man match, so I'm going to say that. I don't know if I've ever seen the whole thing, but I'm still going to say that one. Hmm. And for SmackDown, <laughs> I'm going to say... Yeah, I got nothing. I have no idea. Probably an AJ Styles match, because... Sure. Um, He's the champ who runs the camp, whatever that means. Favorite ECW match that you've seen? Yeah, it's got to be one of the Jerry Lynn, Rob Van Dam matches. Sure. I'll go with WCW, um, Lord Steven Regal versus Dean Malenko. Okay. What about that RoboCop match? Good for different reasons. Yeah. Uh, Question two, remind us, how many wrestling shows have y'all been to live? Again, you've told us, but it's been a while. Uh, less than five. I'm going to say more than six. Yeah, you've gone to more than me because you and Mrs. Manson went a couple times. Yeah, I don't really know exactly how many, but I definitely younger went with my brother a few times. I've been sure. with Mrs. Manson a few times. I've went with you guys a few times. Yep. So maybe closer to 10 or a dozen, yeah. something like I that. I think I went to two as a kid and then probably two or three with you and GQ and such when we were older. I don't think I ever went to any pay-per-views or... Oh, no, I did. I went to... um. What was that show that used to be after WrestleMania? Was that Payback? payback or I think I went or to a backlash. Payback. Backlash, maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe it was Backlash. Kane, I think, was part of that show. I just don't remember. Was he the champion? No. I don't know, but I, re- I went to that show because it was here once. Yeah. Question three. Have you ever had anyone mistake your dialect or accent? No, hmm. that would require going someplace where people's accents or dialects were different. No one's ever mistaken my dialect, but in identifying my dialect for an entire summer, I was that damn Yankee uh, when I worked in Mississippi at NASA. Sure. So, uh, Very grateful that WrestleMania is still going on. I'm also intrigued by a fanless crowd for the event. Cheers, Dan Yell. Uh, next comes from Mitchell, social distancing. Favorite activity for social distancing and quarantine. I go. Really kind of. What's my the favorite? same. What's my favorite activity? Just in general. What were you going um, to you're you? gonna say? Watching wrestling and filling out fantasy brackets. No, I'm going to say lately this week. It has been that I can have lunch with my wife. Like that's, what? that's been nice. Come on. I'm serious. Give a real answer. That and <laughs> uh, the the tournament that I did, the 1024 tournament that has the first round takes 11 parts. And on part 11, I realize I messed up parts five through 10. Nice. So I have to add an addendum to the audio that says, hey, remember all those great second round matchups I was talking about? I Yeah, those aren't ever going to happen because I can't do math. So great quality content there. What about you? Dead cells? Um, yeah. And also, um, the kingdom rush games, they went, uh, free on the app store on iOS. So I've been playing through kingdom rush. I beat that one last night. Kingdom rush, uh, frontiers, kingdom rush origins. The first three games basically are all free to download. Or at least they were. I suspect they still are. Uh, again, on Apple App Store, probably Android as well. And I've been playing through those. Those have been fun. Good. Tower defense games, little nothings to them, but, you know, they're fun. Our next email comes from Bosk. Hello, DC and Doc. 
The first couple of WWE shows without fans have been okay, an adjustment. My company is semi-making managers work from home, kind of hard being in retail, two paid weeks off, time to write appraisals. Anywho, thanks for creating the small world of besties. Bosk, sent from my iPhone. You are welcome, Bosk. Happy to do it. Next one comes from Brandon Banks. See, see if you can get one of those um, remote presence robots. You know, one of those, those little remote control cars with the, with the iPad at the end of the stand. And just drive that around your store with your face on it. Checking in with your employees. Is that what like, you want to do in your lab? Uh, I mean, there wouldn't be anybody there. <laughs> I mean, but if I there mean, were. Like, I mean, in the future, when everyone goes back oh, to work. Oh, yeah. Hey, everybody. Yeah, give me one of those. How you doing? I just want somebody to tip me over so then I can just, you know, get out of roaming the halls love, the rest I of the day. I love that we recorded like an hour and a half early and you're still being brought food. Mm, oh, potato wedges. Mm, thank you, Mrs. Manson. These are, these are very well seasoned. They're delicious. We have more of these? Oh, my goodness. Mm. I might need to get some seconds on this. Mm. Oh, by the okay. way, my, my water's empty. Can Is we, there, can a, we finally anyway? get her on the air? Did she hear last week where we were talking about you know how know she's what. doing? I asked her last week oh. how she was doing with all of this stuff. I mean, probably. And you didn't let her talk. How you doing? Talking to the microphone, like three inches away from the microphone. Get in there. <laughs> Come on, it's fine. It doesn't look like you're doing anything else. Just get in there. Hi, I'm good. How are you? I'm good. I, I want to know how you're you're doing with all the quarantine and the working from home stuff. How are you doing with the quarantine and working from home stuff? Meh, it's okay. It's the happy. same but different. Yeah. I mean, I'm happy I've got a home where I can be and it's comfortable and... And with my loved ones, and we're all in good health. So. That's me. It could be a lot worse. Is Oscar freaking out not having you leave the house? Yeah, Oscar. Oscar is definitely starting to notice. Where he's like, "Are you guys ever gonna leave? Because I am tired. <laughs> I would like to take a nap." Yeah, he's he's definitely used to sleeping for like eight hours a day, Monday through Friday, and now we're here, like. All the time. Yeah. We don't go out. So he's a little confused. I think he's happy he gets more snugs. And we like more snugs, too. So it's not bad. Thank you for joining us. What else do you have besides potato wedges? I'm some sort of pork tenderloin. Okay. Well, how's it seasoned? I have no idea. Just some recipe I found on the interwebs. You make a little packet. So you first you brown the pork loin with like, you know, you dip it in flour, salt and pepper, brown it in olive oil on the stovetop, and then it bakes and it's the little tin foil pouch that you've put a mixture of ketchup, maple syrup, garlic, I don't know, something else. And it just cooks in this little envelope of tin foil for, you know, I think this was like about half an hour. Very nice. Sounds good. It it's good? tasty. It's good. I'm sure. Can't go wrong with ketchup and maple syrup. And now he's handed over his water bottle. See, you got to have... It's empty. You got to have your eight-pack of Dasani sparkling lime water within reach so that I can just pop cans every time I need them. There you go. Um, while you're eating, I'll take over reading the emails. DC and Doc, what are you doing while quarantined? If you can only have three foods, three cheeses. Three foods, three movies, three books, and three podcasts to keep you going during the quarantine period, what are they sent from my iPhone? Well, last week we answered a question with one, right? Yeah. And we sort of cheated because we said series. Yeah, but I, if we answer this one, is next week he going to email and say, if you could only have five books and movies and podcasts? Well, this might be a little easier to actually answer for real because now you get to have three. All right. Well, for books, I'll go with the three. I'll go with three books I haven't read yet. Um, I'm reading Stephen Fry's Mythos. I'd have that. Uh, I have Talking to Strangers by Malcolm Gladwell. I got that from the library before the library closed. And then uh, everyone keeps talking about the book Guns, Germs, and Steel, which I have not read. I own, but I have not read, so I'll, I'll say that one. Okay, I'm going to say The Dark Tower 5, 6, and 7. My same answer as last week, because those are the ones I haven't read. All right. Uh, three foods. We got... <clears throat> 
this frozen arancini, which are like the rice balls that are kind of breaded. Um, they were in a you know they were in the frozen food section. They're delicious. So uh, I'd have those and some good chocolate ice cream. And so, well, see, this is no, here's the problem because I should have something healthy. Ah, uh, live a little. You only die once. All right. Uh, then I would have a, a mountainous supply of chicken thighs that I could then prepare any way I wanted. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm actually just going to ignore the question here. I'm going to assume that I, I've got all the real food that I need. But in terms of like my quarantine comfort foods, we're talking fish food ice cream. Yep. Cheese doodles. <laughs> she likes cheese doodles, folks. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say the fish food. I'm going to say beef jerky. And I'm going to say atomic fireballs. Fair enough. I like that idea. All right. So if I did that, then I would do um, uh, salt and pepper potato chips, crinkle cut. Uh, I would do chocolate marshmallow ice cream from friendlies and i would do turkey jerky yeah there you go uh three movies why would i need movies when i have the wwe network um we'll do harry potter five six and seven i'll i'll borrow your cheat there for the movies harry potter's five six and seven the problem with that is Seven is a two-part movie. I bet I could find it, though, where it's two parts in one single, like, DVD case, and that, to me, would be one purchase. So, five, six, and seven. Okay. Uh, I will go with the Japanese versions of Godzilla. So, Godzilla 1954, 1984, also known as Godzilla 1985 in the States, but better translated to The Return of Godzilla. And I will go with 2016's Shin Godzilla, translated to Godzilla Resurgence. But yes, the Japanese version of those three films. Uh, as for podcasts, are we talking episodes or are we talking like entire podcast libraries? Let's say you've got access to the entire run of a show. Well, then you have to wonder, do you want to go with, like, quantity? Because, like, we're on episode 215, and we're terrible. So. Well, okay. Hold on. Hold on. Instead of that, you can't listen to the back catalog, but you're new. only going to get new episodes of okay. these three podcasts. Um, in which case, I will go with Penn Sunday School. I will go with Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend. And I will go with, where's my phone? Nah. <laughs> and I will go with what else comes out that I like? Oh, uh, all fantasy, everything. Okay. Good. You're going to go with the giant bomb cast. Are you going to do East and West? Does that count as one? Or are you going to count? That I as think two? it counts as two. It's separate shows and separate feeds. Would you so I'm going to go with bomb cast and beast cast. Yep. And my last show right now. I want to say Skeptoid because I like that show a lot. But instead, I'm going to say The Office Ladies. Fair enough. I would, I would have said something, you know, like one of the Kevin Smith shows, but those come out so infrequently now that... I still enjoy Tell Him Steve Dave quite a bit, but yeah. Yeah. Uh, Danielle sent in a second email, so here's an update from her last one. Hello, since last week... OU has moved all classes to Zoom and online only. Everyone's still scrambling to adjust with testing and such. I also got to register for my fall classes, even though the state of all this madness can impact the fall classes. I may or may not take online classes this summer. Depends on work hours for the daycare and such. EFAM equals email from a bestie. Learn this technique for sending emails from a magazine this past week. And if there's an email, there's usually a question. Food! Are you eating your healthy foods first during the quarantine or eating all the unhealthy foods first? Or are you mixing healthy and not so healthy foods together throughout the day? So let's answer that and then we'll finish the. Um, I have, I don't know if healthy is the right term, but I have an emphasis on eating 
the fresh foods that will spoil. Yes. Which tends to be the healthier foods, yes. but not always. No. Uh, we're eating, yeah, anything that's going to go bad, we try to eat first. Although those arancini, I made the rest of those for lunch and those could have kept. Um, but like the fruits and the vegetables, yes, we're trying to eat those. Um, I will say there's eggs. also a definite emphasis on trying to make sure we're eating all of our leftovers before we uh, thaw and cook something new. Sure. That also makes sense. Um, and for my index card of the random questions I've written out months ago, which fandom is overrated? Hope all is well. Cheers, Danielle. What fandom is overrated besides the obvious one you're going to say? All of them. Oh, well, okay. I thought you were going to say wrestling. Um, Wrestling's part of all of them. Yeah. You want to explain that or just leave it at that? All fandoms are bad. It's like this imaginary me versus them team. It always turns into that. Whether it's Nintendo versus Sega, WWE versus AEW, uh, Republican versus Democrat. I don't care what you call it. They're all fandoms and they're all bullshit. Fair enough. I'm just uh, moving over to check our spam folder just because sometimes things go in there but nope we're good uh, our last email comes from you the didn't bestest... give your answer oh <sighs> find sports fandoms to be overrated oh I agree 100% the whole like you know and, and my wife is guilty of this but when talking about the Red Sox she's like well we haven't had this in... and I'm like we're not part Me? of the team we <laughs> we're not getting a paycheck no so um yeah i you know i enjoy the idea of sports and I, it's good to cheer for something and have something to distract you but yeah I'll, get... I'll go a step further and of sports i will say specifically the nfl i was just gonna say the whole tom brady thing i wanted to throw myself out a window uh and i wasn't even like looking at sports sites but it was just everywhere because we're in new england and the whole idea like was tom brady gonna leave was he not gonna leave you know if you're if you're a hardcore football fan like i get that you care about this sort of thing but i, I just can't believe there are hardcore fans of a sport that systematically causes extremely detrimental brain injuries i just can't believe that it's 2020 and we still think this is okay in any level there are plenty of other sports where the risk is far more mitigated. I've never heard of anyone sustaining um, any sort of brain injury while golfing. I bet you it's happened. Uh, the bestest of the besties. Hey, episode of question marks came out first time in a long time. Glenn Abbott, Armbar Abbott himself. Episode That's the first one. one that I'm going to listen to. Uh, we're recording a second part tomorrow, tomorrow afternoon. Can this I man, let's, let's talk about, let's talk about how much of a superstar this man is. Uh, this man is going to a funeral for someone he's been caring for tomorrow. And then afterwards, he said, do you mind if we record after the funeral? And I was like, you want to take some time to like, you know, process? And he was like, no, the distraction would be good. I like talking to you. This man is a <laughs> champion. That's good. I wanted to ask you, though, are you talking to him over Skype? Yeah. And is there video involved? No. Really? Yeah. Huh. Okay. To be fair, I was I, wondering if you were going to reveal your secret identity. I considered it. I considered I considered it, but I also didn't know if he was up for it. So, yeah. Fair, but it's fair. it is a this man is a fascinating man. So, and this podcast, this episode we're recording right now will come out after we recorded part 2. But part 1 was fantastic. The man has eaten dinner with the undertaker. Lovely. So, uh, so his email. Hi, guys. As it would take too long to do a top 10 each, thank you. Question this week. What are your top five ice cream flavors? Thanks, as always. Look forward to chatting with DC, and I hope everyone has listened to part one of Question Marks. And he threw in a plug. Champion. Uh, thanks, as always, Glenn. Top five ice cream flavors. Are you Googling ice cream flavors? Please tell me you I are. am not. Uh I already said chocolate marshmallow, so we'll go with chocolate marshmallow. Uh, Gifford's ice cream has like a lemon vanilla cookie. So it tastes like 
a creamsicle, but if it was lemon instead of orange. Gotcha. Uh, so that's delicious. I don't even know if it qualifies as an ice cream, but I don't care. Uh, the vanilla soft serve from the place down the street is really amazing. Um, fish food is phenomenal. So I, I try not to get fish food because it will just go away one, in one sitting. It'll just be gone. I can make it two sittings with a fish food, but that is the extent of it. And then there is on Martha's Vineyard, there is a grasshopper. It is mint chocolate. It is mint ice cream with Oreos. Also, sounds good. Your Um, top five. I'm going to go with fish food. Yep. I'm going to go also with the Giffords flavor. This one being their campfire s'mores. I am going to go with also vanilla soft serve ice cream. And let's see, that leaves me with two more. I'm probably going to go with at a local establishment. They have taken to making this banana chocolate chip ice cream, banana ice cream with chocolate chips in it. Awesome. And an old timey, I'm an old man, classic flavor. Maple walnut. Uh, I was going to say black raspberry. (laughs) Rum raisin. Uh, thank you for the emails. Peace, positivity. Doc Manson. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, oh yeah. Oh yeah. Let me see here. I'm gonna go first um, while you think of one. Hmm. I just got so much to be thankful for this week. I've got my health. I've got my friends. I've got my family. I've got my wife. I've got my dog. I've got my working from home. What could be better, DC? What could be better? You have been rather jovial, I will say. I think the fact that your job is not beating you down on a regular basis does good things for you. I'm an introvert at heart. Mm-hmm. You and so me both. I just, you know, being out with people does sap my energy. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, when I was a kid... We did not do slippers. They were not really a thing in my house. I just, I just don't think they were. You wore socks or you went without shoes or you wore shoes. Um, so as an adult. Had never, no need for them. Never owned a pair of slippers. For Christmas this year, my wife bought me a pair of slippers for the first time. Um, and I tried them on. And I think I was worried about breaking them because I have very wide feet, like special order from a catalog, wide feet. Um, And so I was worried that they wouldn't fit. And I was worried that like I would ruin them. And so I was being very gingerly trying to put them on and I I couldn't get them on. And so it was disappointing. We boxed them up, slapped the return label on it, threw it in the back of my wife's car. And I found it like a couple days ago. And I oh, said, folks, you don't understand. This is an ongoing thing with DC. <laughs> Finding things in cars. So I bring it out of my car and I bring it into the house and I say, hey, we never return these. My wife's like, yeah, it's okay. They weren't that expensive. And I said, I'm going to try them again. She's like, okay, well, if you want to like cut the, you know, if you want to cut like the heel to make it wider so that they could fit. And just knowing that I, if, if I just, if I busted these slippers, so I actually like acceptable. tried with full force and they fit beautifully. And so I've been rocking slippers for the past three or four days, not wearing them now. Of course they're in the other wow. room. So but, this is a fresh experience for you. Yeah. Like at one point, like I, like I got out of the shower, had the towel wrapped around me, put my slippers on, was walking around. Yeah. yeah. I, it, I am definitely, I am strutting like Toby <laughs> Maguire as the emo Spider-Man and Spider-Man three. Nice. Like I'm like, Hey, Look at my slippers. I, I haven't left the house with them yet, but I'm really tempted. Like yeah. when it dries out, it's rained. It's rained here, but like I, I'm I'm loving them. They're quite warm. I'm like, oh, your feet can be warm. What a concept. <laughs> oh, what a uh, glorious. Here's another episode. secret for you. Yes. Um, you are going to ruin those slippers. Like you're gonna you're gonna look at these things in a year, and they're gonna be the flattest, most sad. Sure things in the world but that's just how slippers work you didn't do anything wrong you just need another pair okay this might need to be like a yearly thing now because 
it's been three days or so, and I'm already like, how could I live without these? <laughs> I love you so much, my precious. Uh, you know who is our precious? You are for listening to episode 215 of the DDT podcast experience. Doc Manson, anything else you'd like to say before we head out into that afternoon? If you'd like to send us an email, send it to podcast at ddtwrestling.com. You can listen to our back catalog at ddtpod.com or at your podcast repository of choice. And finally, if you like what you've heard, and how could you, head on over to patreon.com forward slash ddtwrestling to send us a little bit of financial support to DC and Doc. It helps keep the lights on and the podcast train a-chugging. I just wanted to say, on, now that I've rearranged, on display right next to my recording space is the clock you bought us for our wedding. Is it everything you'd hoped for? It is. And now I just have to figure out, like, oh, there's no battery in it. I was like, it won't work. <laughs> this is not the accurate time. And I like to point out, I got you a clock for your wedding because it was also symbolic because both of you went there and you met there. Yes. So I felt it was like, you know, a nice genesis of the re- a reminder of the genesis of the relationship. There was thought that went into this seemingly random gift. I, I expect that it has a place of honor here with the carvings that, you know, the champ has done. It's carvings and the clock from Doc Manson. Clock Manson. Did you also find that in the back of your wife's car? No, in the closet. Oh, okay. <laughs> he is Doc Manson at Doc Manson. I am DC Dinner Matthews. Oh, <laughs> you got brought? A single lifesaver. You're living the life of Riley right now. I sure am. He is Doc Manson at Doc Manson. I am DC Matthews at the DC Matthews. Thanks to you for joining us. And until we meet again, my friends, won't you be our bestie?